see if it does it this time. I think we should be good though. All right, we good then. You. Hello, good people. What's that? What's going on? Check, check. Okay, I think we good. Hello, good people. My name is 4KJ. This is the For the Stress Podcast. How are you, good folks, doing? I am joined always by my good brother Frankie Metals, aka El Capitan, aka El Cap, aka Cap Slock, aka the Backwood Ninja, the Left the Savior, Segway King, Texas Frankie, Swamp Thing. How are you, beloved? Frankie gave me a thumbs up. Excellent day. So we have a very, very special guest in the house. I um met this young man. Was it like a year ago? Two years ago? About two. About two years ago. About um, two, yeah. Cool brother. Um, I even know he was funny when I like. I ain't gonna hold you. I even know he was funny. But most people say that. Most people never know. Yeah. So I got. I got, I got my uh. The good brother Ryan Roman is in the building tonight. How are you, beloved? I'm good. I had a good, good day yesterday, today. Good in good spirits. Yeah. Good spirits. Consecutive good days is a great thing. It's a great thing. Before we get into that, church announcements. Follow the show on everything Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4kj. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. Follow a celestial goddess. On IG for your holistic healing, you can follow at so what game co on IG for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC. Make sure you visit the website for the stress podcast.com, powered by Stay Cozy Studios. Also, if you haven't gotten your tickets for the five year anniversary show, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Okay, the link is in the bio right now. So while you're listening to this episode, go to my Instagram. Go to the show's Instagram. Cop the tickets because I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. All right? Thank you. Anywho. Sorry, I had to get all I had to get the business stuff I, out the way. I understand. Yeah, I had to get the business stuff out the way. Five years of the pod. Is that what that is? Yeah, five year hey, anniversary of the pod. That. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. It's been um It's been a journey, to put it lightly. <laughs> it's been a it's been a goddamn journey. But, you know, culminating all of that with a a big celebration you know it's been um a task but right it's been good man it's been good yeah i mean five years of a pod is it's a lot of work people don't understand people, a lot of, a lot of people think it's just talking bro come on bro try talking for an hour all right it's not easy but you could get it done but sitting back and listening to it and then editing it bro this is why this is why i tell people i tell people all the time because you know podcasts are very popular now yeah. I tell people all the time it's very easy to start but to maintain it is something different yeah, and to grow that's more important is growing yeah. and a lot of people can't uh, figure out how to grow on like an audio platform right uh, and that's where mostly the creativity throughout the, the art uh, I wouldn't even call it content 
the creative, like forcing new ideas to come out through the pod. You know what I'm saying? Video, you could. Yeah, like I'm. Bro. That's why, I like, it's interesting we having this debate. So not debate, having this conversation. Cause like I get a lot of people who do say to me, "You need visuals. You need visuals." And my response to all of that is always like, you know, I'm gonna get them when it's necessary. But right. at this moment, I like people listening. Right. You know, because it, it, it forces you to kind of like concentrate and really listen to what's happening. It weeds out a lot of people that um, I'm I'm a big um, endorser of, of niche, right? Like, uh, I, I don't. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to be funny to everybody. Right, right. Uh, and I want the people that I'm funny to to be people I like to hang out with, mm-hmm. engage with. So, for example, people that click on video podcasts versus people that listen to audio podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Those, those could be two entirely different audiences. But more importantly, is like who's really gonna give me an hour, forty-five minutes of their time throughout their day to mm-hmm. listen to what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Those are my real core people, right? You start putting out the clips. Mm-hmm. You can put out the hour long, but it's like, how many people are going to watch the hour long? Mm-hmm. Right? So then, then you start putting out clips like minute long, two minute long, three minute long clips, highlights of a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. And now you bring in a whole bunch. You're bringing more traction, but it's like not, it's not the same. It's not homegrown right. and strength. I, right. I've noticed that, and this is no knock to anybody with like a video podcast, but I have noticed that, that like you were saying, that keeping that attention span is different. Yeah. Because you put out video clips, and a lot of people don't understand that because everything is so microwavable, they'll take that clip that was the best clip of the entire podcast, right. and they won't listen to the rest. Exactly. So, like, my thing is, I want you to listen from start to finish. Right. And I know that's difficult for some people because, you know, people like to enjoy their content different. But for me, it's like you come over here, you're going to listen. Exactly. And there's different part like one of my favorite i don't i listen to a lot like in my in, in these years last couple of years i haven't been listening to a lot but one of my favorites is a uh, random order um i've heard it on, yeah uh it's dope because a lot of the visual stuff isn't just visual podcast it was it's their editing right so like mm-hmm. they even they'll they'll credit themselves when they edit what parts and who edits what mm-hmm. uh, because the jokes are verbal but they're also through the editing of the pod right mm-hmm. so like you want to do video boom but they they're editing it in a way that makes the jokes funnier mm-hmm. so that's in, in itself a different type of art mm-hmm. that requires video okay so it's like you could listen to it but i tried listening to their podcast on the audio mm-hmm. it doesn't hit the way it does on the visual because the visual is what makes me laugh it's like oh they zoomed in here and they added this green screen effect here and whatever whatever but like you you have a you're curating what is an audio podcast for people who listen to audio podcasts like people driving on the way to work yeah you know I, what I'm saying? I get that a lot like a lot of people say that, you know i listen to this while i'm cleaning or i'm listening exactly. to this while i'm driving or yeah like i had someone tell me i listen to this while i'm running so it's like for me that's that's like a win for me because yeah. I'm getting people's attention. Because, like you said, it's very hard to get someone to sit down and listen to something for 90 minutes. Do they yeah. have one for running from cops? <laughs> running from you should I, to running from cops podcast. I That's think, probably out here right I now. I think it would be not Jay. <laughs> like your voice is too calm for someone who's like trying to be amped. Trying to run yeah, from the police, to, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That would, that would, that, that goes against my brand. Honestly. <laughs> that goes against my brand. But yeah, so like, 
you know, I appreciate you saying that, bro. That's that's um, because I had these debates all the time, and people just just like everybody like. I mean, I credit everybody who wants to help someone mm-hmm. expand, but it's also like you know, you're not doing that work for me. So like, <laughs> let's slow the roll. Yeah, let's unless you're offering your cameras and your time and your lighting equipment yeah, and your like, editing skills, like yeah, like let's, if, if anybody's listening. Yeah anybody's listening like if you do want to offer me those services we could talk everyone else like you gotta just cool <laughs> out a little chill. Just chill a little bit you know what i'm saying like we got to five years just people was like oh why don't you get on tiktok i'm like bro i'm you... not filming these get ready with me videos and all this stuff bro this is too much it's too much time okay, on my okay all right see so we 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 flown too much let's slow all right okay my bad my brain is all over the place. Nah, no you good you good but this <laughs> this is great okay so let's slow it down all right right so i met you two years ago shout out to bmu right um and i didn't even know that you were into like comedy or writing or film until i started following you right and that always intrigued me because like first of all your comedy is like very um observant Mm. like your like your your mta bit was like that was like it i was like oh okay nah this guy he's funny as shit and then like you know in my research you filmed a web series called grown ass kids right and that was what five years ago four years ago? yeah crazy this was like 2018 19. now how did that start because that would were you doing stand-up before that or do you just went right into the like yeah developing uh, shows so i had um uh, i started stand up in high school i went to mcnair Okay. Uh, I started stand up then because a teacher of mine, for and I was, back, I'm like not back of the class kid, but I'm like middle middle row kid who don't say nothing. Okay. Um, she forced me to read a paper out loud, uh, like a like a story. We were supposed to write a story about a time that we uh, we traveled somewhere, mm-hmm. and then when I read it out loud, kids laughed at the jokes that I put in. Okay. And then she had noted that like oh like you have a sense of humor like a humor a humor style that works well with your writing mm-hmm. um and then from there uh, i forget the timeline because it's so long ago but um i've seen like some clip pass around facebook like the kevin hart like she ain't got no nipples mm-hmm. and i remember that being quoted yeah back in middle school but i never knew what these kids were talking about and then mm-hmm. i found the clip and then i just went down rabbit hole then i started like oh, i can do that started writing jokes started doing those uh, practicing them in conversation okay uh and in class i'd raise my hand now practice a bit it hits so i'm like all right cool then i did school open mic went well if it didn't go well i wouldn't be doing it right uh, but it went well and then from there um i was always kind of like storyteller as i'm not like on stage storyteller where i can tell like a 15 minute story mm-hmm. um but in terms of like I was always trying to insert myself into the worlds of, of things I enjoy. Okay. So cartoons, um, like the the few animes that I've watched, mm-hmm. like I, because I was also uh, uh, before that I was like a visual artist, right? So I wanted to be a cartoonist. So I like draw a version of myself in this world in that like kind of like animated style. A lot of attempt to, and then try to come up with some sort of backstory and stuff. And then from there, you know, scripts was like shout out vpa mm-hmm. um the vpa program in snyder that i went to uh my junior year uh, so i got script formatting lessons and stuff like that and i took like 
SAG classes in the summer at like NYU um, and then the summer thing at SVA that was paid for through VPA so I got in there for like well, like a thousand dollar program right for like the whole summer mm. um, I got in there for free um, it's one of the benefits of like having this is a sidetrack but like one of the benefits of having programs dedicated to people in the arts in a city like this is right, right. introducing them to, to new lanes of work um, and creative outlets but script writing became the thing because stand-up was so much harder to do at the time mm. because I was a child uh, and traveling to New York <laughs> right right like traveling to New York wasn't feasible yeah they're not um, letting you in and then like you also have like the uh, the mindset of a child like you you do it like you know what I'm saying you go to New York open mic it's full of like 10 30 year old comedians and they don't really care what you got to say mm-hmm. uh, they don't care what anybody in that room got to say they're just trying to work through their material right. but you take that personally and then you're like all right well I'm gonna take a break from stand-up because I'm not good but it's really just like the name of the game mm-hmm. um, so then I came back to it later like my senior year it's hard to cater to people who do that too that's like me rapping and then only shopping into other rappers. yeah you can't do they that now listen they busy with their own hooks like they ain't trying to hear your shit Nah, yeah, that's 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 true. That's true, and I'm I'm getting the sense that, you know, once you develop this passion for like you really took all avenues to really learn the game, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out Eugene T. Barnes. He's one of the guys who like when I started getting back into it, like my senior year, um, the junior year summer into my senior year, I was doing Jersey City open mics um, mm-hmm. at a art house that was okay. in Gerald Square at the time. Um, five dollars and it was a crowd full of people who were mostly not comedians mm-hmm. so I'd go up there and do five minutes and have a good set okay and be able to like actually work through some material and then I did Eugene's open mic and then he kind of took me under his wing and stuff and then um, the, I ended up getting into the web series um, because you know television writing storytelling through a visual medium has always been like my the thing I wanted to do okay um, get these stories on the screen uh, in front of people's eyes um, and VPA I was able to do that through VPA um, and then Flatbush Misdemeanors shout out I don't know if you guys are familiar, no, not familiar. It, it just got canceled on Showtime but they got two great seasons up there um, they had did like three part web series um, at the time that like uh, I had already had scripts written right so I was working on pilots shitty ones i was like 16 17 at the time i started up but i was still working out these ideas uh and then they dropped the web series and then i was like why the fuck would i wait for the off chance just do it now because yeah because like when you do stand up um you kind of get caught into a rat race where it's like oh i gotta get really good at stand up in order to get an opportunity at the thing i really want to do you find a lot of comedians where it's like oh like some people love the game some people are like i'm doing stand-up because i want to be an actor mm-hmm. uh, i was doing stand-up because it was it was it's fun it's, it's great but it was like a way for me to get into the tv world the whole time i could have just been Don't making shit online like everyone has been doing for years like right, right, i'm not right. i'm a young guy like people have already, the blueprints already been laid out right, right. i just needed to see it like by people within the sphere the realm of which i was working which was like flatbush misdemeanors right um, and I was like, oh, okay, like that's not a high budget web series, and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's not high budget editing. Um, it's just guys with an idea, and 
people who put the plan into action. So I could do that. Okay. And I have an idea. I just need to chop it up into a web series and see how it does. And in college and shit, you know, having to come up with scripts and stuff to submit had had made it easier for me to like work that muscle um, into into like what the the web series ended up becoming. And you won an award for this web series. I won an award for yeah for season two, uh, which has which hasn't and probably will never release. <laughs> I, <laughs> why why what? Uh, so I started season two. Um, I was supposed to start season two the spring or like the following spring after season one. This is like 2018, 19. Uh-huh. It's back in my waves era. Uh, so you can tell it was a, it was a while ago. Yeah, because you got a full head of hair. <laughs> full, full fro right now. So it's like uh, I rewrote it. I scrapped everything I had because there was no story arc. I rewrote it. Um, rewrote it again. And then I shot two episodes and some some extra footage for like other episodes hold on hold on hold on so you're writing the show right producing the show right shooting the show uh i shot the first season the second season i had um luis shout out luis colasso i met him at jctv okay. at the time uh and he was he was willing to be the dp okay and What's and also the DP the, for the people that uh, know? director of photography okay. he, he was willing to offer his services as in terms of like his camera equipment his audio equipment his lighting equipment and offer his his knowledge on gaffing which is um lighting scenes okay um and offer his his knowledge on just like shooting uh shooting scenes um with with the equipment he has whether that's different lenses at the time he was using a black magic uh, camera and um so but for the majority of this show's creation is you the all of everything that's out yes so like the the seven episodes that came out i was given um i think the seven episodes that came out john shout out john floresca um he shot one of them okay uh and it was a part of a school project that ended up mm-hmm. not coming to full fruition um and it ended up being a, an episode and then he also lent me his equipment because he had to go on like a a world not a world he had to go to the west coast on like a a film festival tour mm-hmm. because he just did he shot a film festival uh, he shot a film documentary about uh filipino food and culture uh that was doing really well um so he just like yeah use my equipment so i had to figure that shit out at that point it was like all right because i'm no i'm no dp so and how old were you doing all this it's like 18 at the time Oof. 18 yeah 19 shit so at between 18 and 19 you have written produced and somewhat shot in whole web series yeah i was i was, I was starring in the shit too <laughs> well, <laughs> well shit i can't forget that part what the hell yeah i'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm no actor either i don't like acting but sometimes it's like if i'm not doing you'd it you'd rather do it yourself you're like fuck it i could be right it's it's like it's not even i rather do it myself it's like if i'm not doing it then who is right i was able to get my yeah i was able to get my rocks off in in some ways where i was like all right here's an episode about another character okay and i was just able to be behind the camera and focus on their acting and focus on the writing of the lines and shit so so when it comes to film stuff you would rather be behind the camera a hundred percent okay i'd rather be 
um, I'm not even much of a director, if I'm being honest. I don't particularly fit, like. I don't know how to speak to actors. That's something I have to learn. Okay. Um, I I usually write things with people in mind because I know so many people that are in the world mm-hmm. of like either acting or comedy. Where I was like, all right, well, this this is something that this person would say. So how does how does that work with your love for stand up? Because to me that seems conflicting. Like on this in this film world, you rather be behind a camera, but with mm-hmm. your love for stand up, you are in front of a camera or in front of an audience. A stand up um, is it's less personal. I always someone had mentioned it. I was editing another someone else's podcast, mm-hmm. ironically, mm-hmm. and he mentioned that stand ups have like this sort of thing where they kind of. Um, take comfort in knowing that's that you bombing is easy all right it's the hardest thing to do is bomb but it's easy right in terms of like if i go up and i do five minutes and it's trash it dies there Not, well, like let me explain to the audience listen for those of you if you're you've never been at a comedy show when a comedian bombs it means they get up there and no one laughs at anything right <laughs> like it's dead silence sometimes you get booed sometimes yeah. you get heckled somebody might want to fight you like it's right. it's bad bombing is bad it is it's it's one of the worst things that could happen for like the next 12 hours <laughs> have, you, have you bombed before oh yeah everyone's bombed i bombed plenty of time i have shows where like my either my jokes didn't hit people didn't give a fuck and they didn't listen and they didn't want to joke like shows were like people didn't understand what i was talking about what's what's which bombing experience hurt the most which bomb experience hurt the most where you, where you was like you know what i'm about to quit this shit oh uh, so there's i could i can name like three just give me one i don't want, right. i don't want you to live <laughs> all that trauma i say like the first the first open mic i did in new york which i don't really count as a bomb because mm-hmm. it's in front of comedians first open mic i did in new york got like no laughs my mom and my sister were there oh shit and that's trash Cause like you, I just I got a standing ovation in school, and now my second show or my third show or whatever, quote unquote, fucking get dogged. Damn. I was like, ah yeah, nah. This this. <laughs> I stopped for a while. I stopped for a long time. Like until like picked it up the the following like uh, one and a half years later, came back to it. Uh, but I came back with like more experience and more knowledge, uh, more so, drive. So bombing that time made you stop for a year. Yeah. Cause it's like I'm not. It's not f- f- me for real. Like okay. in, in my mind, and everyone else's mind, like this isn't who I am. Like mm-hmm. I've gone that stage the first time. People were like, "What is?" I've never heard him speak before. Right. So like, why would I keep doing this thing? Mm-hmm. And I went to McNair too. You gotta keep in mind that it's not a place that curates artists. Yeah. For, <laughs> for those for those of you who are out of <laughs> Jersey City, McNair is a trying to find the right word to explain chess club uh, it's a it's a <laughs> academic yeah quote it's, a unquote. Ver- it's a very academic oriented school to where they just focus on how smart their kids are right it's not really built for you know creative kids yeah. right engineering <laughs> still. so you're, you're in rooms with people who are talking about like uh like most of the jobs they're, they're going after big bucks you're talking yeah. about chemical engineering you're talking about software engineers you're talking computer science medical yeah they're trying to be enough jeff benzos or some shit yeah like that's 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 there so i'm over here like i want i want to tell stories mm-hmm. i want to be silly 
and then you're not good the third time and you're just like you know what like I had a lot of social anxieties too like I rather not I rather at that time I had rather quit than continue to fail hmm. what brought you back um it's a very specific moment um I had so like the first time I did it you gotta sign up so the second time I did it people kind of assumed the anticipation was wasn't high but it was high in regards to like comparative to last year mm -hmm. it's like last year no one knew I was gonna do shit this year people expect me to tell some jokes and I don't really have a lot of new material because mm -hmm. um, I haven't been working out material um, so they asked me to do it and I pulled out last minute and then I left and then uh, uh, I saw um, what's it called I don't remember the exact moments, but like my cousin had passed not too long before. Mm -hmm. um, he had passed with the brain. He had a brain tumor that kind of like affected. Um, I don't know if it was through the surgeries or through the tumor affected like movements in his hand. Mm -hmm. But like he'll still be, he'll still find himself playing baseball. Okay. And I was like, this guy was playing ball. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is my excuse? What's my like? Literally, like what's that? You know how like disappointed he'd be. Right, right, right. To be like, yo, you just quit last minute on something that you physically, Can't mentally are, are capable of doing, right. and just and, and you punked out last minute. So I was like, that shit kind of rocked me, and I was just like, yeah, I gotta, I get back gotta to really it. get on this if I care about it. Mm. Okay. Well, shout out to your cousin, my condolences. Um, Appreciate it. Cause that's uh. Those moments, those those moments are very pivotal, especially in like a young creative's career to where mm. you're met with a level of adversity that would make you want to just be like, I'm not doing this anymore at yeah. all. And, and staying up, that's going to happen like a thousand times over mm -hmm. because this is one of the stupidest things you can do. <laughs> it's one of the stupidest <laughs> things you can do. It's like, there's, yeah. no, there's no record deals. Why stand up stupid? There's no, there's nothing guaranteeing anything. Okay. There's, you could like the, the, the most job security you'll have is like, if they really like you at some comedy clubs, mm -hmm. then you might work there every night, maybe one to two shows a night. Okay. Come home with like maybe, I don't even know the rates because I'm not past any of these clubs, but let's say you come home on, on a good thing with like 300 bucks in your pocket every night. Mm -hmm. Do that five days a week. Was that like fifteen hundred bucks? Something like that. And then weekends you go out and you tour like on like the middle of nowhere, Connecticut or mm -hmm. Pennsylvania or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's then so sustainable. You can actually just make your own yeah. money as you get. Right. You could in, in theory, but it's a lot of oh, so that's a barber barber type of dream. You know what I mean? Cut a couple of heads a day. Right. You yeah, but you still have to work to get to that point yeah. where you are self sufficient. And you remember. You need the license to be a barber, mm -hmm. and you need a shop. Right. So unless you cut hair in someone's kitchen, right. you can't really get to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you need someone to like validate you mm -hmm. by bringing you into their shop. You need someone who wants willing to mentor you and stuff. So like stand up seems so self sufficient, but the amount of work you're putting in is like you got to be your own manager and agent. You got to mm -hmm. book your own stuff, right? You got to. Mm -hmm produce your own shows um set up the venues all this other shit uh and in reality the the quote-unquote easiest way to do it is to be to network and work your ass off and get past at these clubs and then do these shows at these clubs and then get paid and whatever and that's the most job security you'll ever have 
um it's like any other art there's no security but like in music industry once you can you can try to get on in certain ways like you see people do it independent way the independent route you see like people take shitty deals right um and get some sort of shitty advance and mm-hmm. you know they don't own their masters or nothing but they were able to like quote unquote make it yeah they could be lit for at least a summer right at least a, <laughs> at least a summer at least a, summer. At least a year maybe yeah. if they're lucky or whatever but in stand-up it's like you could post some of your stand-up clips on tiktok and go viral and that might not lead you anywhere okay so that i'm glad you brought that up because you said earlier that you're not on tiktok i've I've, i'm on tiktok i've made one or two but i don't make tiktoks if that makes sense now what why aren't you making tiktoks when you could potentially as a comedian as a writer go viral so easily um i remember i did post one joke um that went viral and it brought me from, I want to say 200 followers to like in two days, like 10,000. And it was growing. Mm. So like the first day it was calm, a couple hundred likes. Uh, and then the next day, shit went through the roof. And I was I was reaching like 10,000. I was almost at 10,000 followers when I, and I deleted my account. Uh, it was a lot, I was, <laughs> Why? I, it's, it's a lot of public, it's a lot of uh, perception okay. that I, I don't necessarily want. Um, I, like in my career but also like it goes back to the thing I said about niche mm-hmm. it's a lot of 14 year old boys in my comments talking about oh this is hilarious I don't know if that's the crowd that you want that's not the crowd I want Right. some people would say that's the crowd you want because they might come out with their parents and then they'll yeah, grow with you I, I'm yeah, like man, nah I'm not, sure. yeah, I'm not that sure yeah it's like sure. a lot of them were asking me where's part 2 Okay. and I'm like bro what do you mean that's the whole joke now it's like there's pressure in here to like keep producing more of this mm-hmm. and that's not what i want to do because a lot of my material i'm still working on it so you didn't want to be at the mercy of your followers or your fans or so i uh, never yeah never like right now the best way to to be a comedian on tiktok is to pro like post crowd work and crowd work for those who don't know is like usually quote unquote off the cuff um engagements with people in the crowd mm-hmm. So like a heckler or like just asking people like, hey, how long have you been dating? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those, cause like it keeps your material safe, right? You're safeguarding your material, but you're posting that you're funny. Right. And people want to see you. But again, it sets you in a rabbit hole where people only want to see you because you're the guy who's good at crowd work. Mm-hmm. Maybe your jokes are going to hit and land, but they don't want to see that. They want to see you do crowd work. So they want you to talk to them and make them a viral TikTok, you know? So I'm I'm getting the feeling that you will go out your way not to be pigeonholed. Yeah, I yeah, it's easy to pigeonhole yourself. Um, yeah, especially online. Bro, I I hate it. Yeah. I I don't ever want to be the topic of someone's conversation. Yeah. I don't ever want to be like I don't want there. Like, I I have nightmares about the night that that I. There's people arguing, on the Twitter comments about where I'm from. <laughs> Yo, listen, there's there's someone on twitter once said and i and i think about this tweet every day they said um every day there's a target every single day there's a target on twitter your job is not to be it it's not to be it you're gonna be it though if you get enough eyes like there's people and i'm a hater i'm a self-proclaimed like i hate on stuff i think it deserves to be hated on. shout out to you for the honesty (laughs) because you know what sometimes shit needs to be hated on bro like i'm i'm 
I keep it in house though. Okay, that's I smart. keep it with my homies. Like that's, we're gonna hate smart. as a group. Yeah. Outside hate, inside hate. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're gonna hate privately. Cause it's easier to get the laughs off. That's true. We're laugh. Everyone in the room hates it. Yeah. We're gonna laugh. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not sure even on some like fake shit because it's not like people that I generally know most of the time. Mm-hmm. But like these people, I'm not gonna bring them my hate and bring them animosity because they're doing well. They're in their lane. They're doing their own thing. Like yeah, but I'm gonna still hate on it. I'm gonna hate on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna get the hate off. I think it's trash. People love it though. Right. Fast and the Furious, garbage. Mm. It's garbage. Okay. I, I'll publicly hate on that because it's such a public thing. Okay. But like other stuff, I'm like I I hate it. Okay. I don't think it's great. Okay, so are you got you got to give me one private thing that you've hated on. Just one. <sighs> okay. Just one. I'll it try, don't have to be I'll try too to salacious. It doesn't have to be too wild. But just give me one private thing that you've hated on that you could say publicly on this platform. I think the safest thing was uh, uh, Just Hold On, I'm Going Home, the Drake song. Okay. I hated that with, with all okay. of my might and heart at okay. the time. Um, that's the safest thing I could say. Okay. I think, and the first thing that comes to mind, I hated that shit. Didn't even listen I'm to sure it. Drake's been guilty of a few. <laughs> yeah, see, Drake is the easy target to hate on because he does oh. make some hateable shit sometimes. Oh, you want something more specific? If you want to, I'm, there's no pressure. No, that's a good one. That is I a good one, one, though. Okay. Yeah, I think people might agree with that with that level of hate. I don't want you to say anything too loud. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like it's reaching to the point where like I know people working on stuff. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Chill, <laughs> gotta keep chill, it. Chill, if chill. I don't know him, I know someone who know him. Chill. Yeah. Uh, I don't but want you to, yeah. It's like I'll hate on it, and it's never, it's never like I never hope this thing gets canceled, or like I never hope unless it's a bad person, like a person who's done bad acts, mm-hmm. right, and shouldn't have a platform. I'd never be like, yo, like your shit's trash in the comments, or like this, this is because I know how it feels to like receive things like that. Are you okay with receiving hate? The thing is, I've never, I talk about this, I've never been bullied. Okay. Um, and I've, like, there's people who, who definitely talk shit, but mm-hmm. out of respect, they keep it behind my back. Okay. Um, but I've never been bullied. So, like, watching things happen online, especially when you're posting, like, vulnerable art. Mm-hmm. I'm vulnerable in the sense that, like, I don't want to share this publicly, but it's my art, so I'm going to, and people are shitting on it. It, it, it does bother me a lot. Whereas I, I imagine if I did get bullied in some in some form of fashion, I was more public on a public display. Mm-hmm. You can kind of grow a little bit Tough tougher skin, skin yeah, and just skin. be like, oh, well, that's water off my back because I had somebody punch me in the back of the head one time. But for, but for the most part, you just don't care. For the most, yeah, for the most part, like a lot of the shit is like whatever. I try not to read it because I'll read too deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, damn, it's like. It's less about the hate. It's more about the perception of the people who engage with the hate. Like, the perception they gain through... Because someone, like... I forget who said it, but, like, they said, like... Three people will like it. Three people will hate it. Uh And four people will wait. So you said... Your concern... Is the perception... Of the hate. Right. Can you elaborate on that more? Because I kind of think I know where you're going, but I just want to be clear about that because I, I like what you said um do you want me to repeat that what i said before yeah please oh, do. Uh, so like three people someone said three people would love it three people will hate it four people are going to wait for other people's opinions on it mm-hmm. um so my thing is right recently i had went viral and I, I went viral a couple times 
in, in, in different ways. And this time I went viral for for hating on Eminem, which is something I'll do publicly. Uh, I don't. <laughs> napkins. You know, napkins. Uh, something, something, napkins. Too many napkins. Like, I like him too, but that was funny. Like, I. Bro, you gotta keep in mind that, like, the era of Eminem that I witnessed was like. That song he had with Rihanna about setting the house on fire because she want to leave. I'm like, this guy is corny. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. See, it's, all right. See, see, I'm a, I'm a little older, so I remember him from like Slim Shady when he was just ripping yeah. shit, and his raps were grotesque and and violent. Right. They were like masterfully crafted. Right. So, so I can see how. Like, how old are you? I'm 23. Shit. So my actual first perception of Eminem. God, remember when you were 23? God, you remember <laughs> when I was 23. Holy um, shit. My, <laughs> my first perception of of Eminem was the song Obsessed by Mariah Carey. Okay, yeah. So that's going that's going to And I, I'm siding with Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a banger. <laughs> that shit was on my iPod Nano. <laughs> <laughs> Said he sided with Mariah. That's side Mariah. So like okay. and like to keep him, keep it, like I'm a I'm a huge Tyler Creator fan. Okay. But I wasn't a fan of his Eminem esque era of uh, grotesque rap okay. and stuff. Like, it just wasn't me. Okay. Like when I was coming up, I was listening to, listening to as corny as it sounds, guys like Common. Okay. <laughs> Common was yeah. dope. Common's ill, but then Common, you know, Common's also like, you know, what I'm saying, too poetic. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets he gets Common gets a little weird sometimes. You know, wearing a little crochet goofy <laughs> hat and the crochet. Yeah pants and shit yeah 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 andre I'm, my thing with andre 3000 is like to me his raps always superseded whatever he looked like <laughs> right right you know what i'm saying like to me personally you're a visual guy too i'm a, I'm a visual guy <laughs> so like even though he's not wearing, visual my bad audio you're an yeah, audio yeah, guy yeah, i'm an audio guy so like even <laughs> though he's wearing like shoulder pads a wig and like bell bottoms yeah his raps were so fucking immaculate yeah. that I was like, you know what? You can wear whatever you want. Right. Your raps are flawless. I'm saying, I, I'm a fan of some of the looks that he was able to pull off. Some of them, I'm like, are oh, you doing too much? <laughs> I wouldn't wear it. But yeah. it's like, I understand as an artist too, like you're just, you know, in your own bag. Being, uh, expressing yourself. Exactly. Okay. So like, I was hating on Eminem. Okay. I wasn't even hating on him per se. The tweet was someone, someone I think quoted... No, no, Eminem. I quote tweeted Eminem. Eminem was talking about how good the Kendrick Lamar album was. Okay. Um, I have no real opinions on the Kendrick Lamar album, but I did get the joke off. I said Eminem heard Kendrick say the F word and said real hip hop is back. And it went viral. Like, I was talking like 47,000 47, <laughs> likes. That's good. That's At Eminem fans that were like, that's funny. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then you got some of the the stands in the comments uh being weird and shit and whatever i i'll ignore most of that um but then they'll start like they'll start looking on your page yeah and they'll start looking at you um whatever right start so like you and it's, trying to find something right they'll they'll see if you like say i hate gay people or something like, right, they just, they right, start right. Doing weird shit. they'll like and then one thing that the people like people will love to do is they'll love to get in on an inside joke um, and by that I mean, let's say you have a video on YouTube back when YouTube displayed like l likes and dislikes. Right, right. Let's say you got a video on YouTube 
and someone's like hey guys and they hit up their Eminem stand group chat and they're like hey guys dislike this video so now your video my video still has like 300 views on, on my last uh, uh, first part of a short mm -hmm. uh, I'm content with that mm -hmm. uh, but now let's say I had 300 views and I had 50 likes now it's, it's 300 dislikes because yeah. they find it funny yeah, to dislike my shit. And yeah. now anyone who comes to that video is now going to assume that it's, it's worthy of 300 dislikes. So that's where the perception Perception, Because I know people's minds are like easily whatever. And then people would be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. It's funny to them now to just keep disliking this video. Right. Shitting on someone's art. And it's like, all right, I understand. I'm shitting on this guy. Kind of. But now you're you're going to run with the perception. Like You're going to change the perception of how my art translates to other people right. even if it's good to even if it's good <laughs> yeah. to be petty over something else right okay i could compl i completely understand that and um i think that speaks to like the social media outlook the hive mentality like yeah you said, hive mentality is crazy yeah like when, when people want to just get in on whatever the case may be because the few times i went viral they've, they've been for the most ridiculous shit ever like I always get, I always go viral for saying something political. So it's like, okay, that level of hate. Like I want to, I want to go viral sometimes just for being funny. Obviously, right. I don't, I don't got it like that. Being a good dad. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I like, go viral for being like a, uh, like a being, good role model. Yeah, being an upstanding <laughs> citizen. Like yo, my credit score went up. Let me go viral. Yeah. You know so I go, I go viral for like the dumbest shit ever. I think the last thing I went viral for is cause. I said something about Trader Joe's. I, I love Trader Joe's. Right. And someone, this this woman posted something saying how she brought all these groceries for $150. And me not even thinking, I was just like, damn, it would be great if Trader Joe's came to like lower income neighborhoods. And for whatever reason, it just took off. And I right. have all these political debates about, you know, who owns Trader Joe's? Right, right, right. Shit. I'm just like, I didn't I like, don't care about anything. Yeah, it's like a version of Trader Joe's then. Right. <laughs> like, I just want better vegetables in the hood. Exactly. That was my. <laughs> That's really what that, that was, means. That was I want kombucha point. where I live. Right. And that was my entire point. But to your point of perception, I realized, like, even just me watching it, it was people in there saying, oh, well, you need to go out and buy, go to a farmer's market. Or you need to go out your it's area. Like, and it was just like, fam, I, I mean, You don't even know if I, I do that. Right. You don't know if I do that. So. And a guy like me will lie. I'll be like, I already do that. <laughs> now what? <laughs> Yo, listen. I fully support lying on social media. I absolutely support lying on social media. Fuck these people. Don't, Bro, it's, tell, it's, don't tell these people the truth. It, it's sick. And it's like... It's, it's that's why I, I don't make the TikToks, right? It's like the perception, right? You get boxed in by somebody, mm -hmm. you get boxed in by some brand, and it's like no one can really ever box you in. You could always make your own art and mm -hmm. pursue different avenues, but, but you can also succumb to being boxed in. You can succumb to being boxed in, like even the idea that like I gotta do this every day mm -hmm. to gain some sort of traction to make a like a tiny amount of money to hopefully one day be able to do. The thing I want to do is the same shit as stand up. Hmm. Like I'll fall into that same cycle. It's like I'm making TikToks now. Like if there if there comes a way, and I'm I'm, I'm been crafting it with some of my friends. We're working on something right now. Mm -hmm. That there's a way for me to do the internet comedy thing. That's one feasible, mm -hmm. and two, more along the lines of 
what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. then then I'll do it. Okay. But I'm not going to do the internet thing. Um, not because I don't think it is not because I don't like it. There's plenty of people I know doing the internet thing that I love, you know, like, uh, what's who, who are the guys? Is the RDC world? Yeah, I love them. Shout out to Amazing Mark, 4YE, like yeah. those, those, you know what I'm saying? These are, you know, people like, there's plenty of people that I, I, I look to on TikTok for like great laughs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, if there's a way for me to do it in a way that I think is, is good mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. then I'll do that. So you're not going to compromise your integrity just to kind of get on, using air quotes. Yeah, nah. Because um, I gave up the idea of getting on, like, a while ago. Why did you give up on that idea? It's, it's a never-ending rat race. I watched the movie Soul. It changed my life. Shout out to J.B. Fox. Bro, like that movie. I, why was Soul so impactful? That's a that's a funny sentence. But why was Soul so impactful for you? Bro, I had I had a uh, shout out Soul. The three things that happened that changed my life. Uh, I watched Soul. Okay. A girl on Hinge asked me what my bucket list is, and I caught a wicked wine. <laughs> <laughs> Those, I swear to God, like I watched Soul, and in the in the movie, he he, the, in the scenes. If, at this point, it's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. In, in that in the movie, like when he plays the biggest, supposedly biggest gig of his life, and mm-hmm. he leaves, and he's like, "It's Thursday." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Bro, I've been there. Right. I've I've you know, I've auditioned for things, uh, not a lot of stuff. I auditioned for things. I've I've done quote unquote bigger shows, and mm-hmm. then you leave, and you're the same guy you were yesterday." It, nothing really changed. Nothing changed. And it didn't bring you the amount of satisfaction that little life things would bring you, which mm-hmm. goes back to, which goes to the next one is the bucket list. Shorty had asked me, what's on your bucket list? I said, that's kind of crazy. Um, I started listing things. She's like, all those are related to work. Mm-hmm. I want to work with this person or I want to win this or I want to create this or whatever. And like art, art goals are important, mm-hmm. but that's not bucket list. Yeah, bucket that's... list is like, what are, you, what are you trying to see before you die? Right. Uh, and I had... Yeah. Yeah, I want to go to Australia or some shit. Right, like, I had, like, I want to win an Emmy before I had, I want to go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's stuff that I realized, like, oh, none of this shit... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it, it may... it may It's never in my control. Yeah, this is true. Right? Like, one of my things on my bucket list was I want to work with XYZ person. Okay. XYZ person might hate my guts. Yeah. They might die. Yeah, and then what? Now what? Yeah. Now the bucket list is just a waste. So it's I, absolute now. And then the third thing was I I, I was, uh, I'm not a huge dancer. I wasn't a huge partier, but then I was kind of trying to figure that out uh, summer after pandemic. Dance with a girl. She said, "You're you're a really good dancer. Like okay. it was really fun dancing with you." And then I was just like, "Oh shit, I never heard that before." That, and that will change your life. Getting at, a wine from a pretty woman, <laughs> and she says, "You know what? You're great." You be like, "You know what? I'm going to play the lottery tomorrow." Because <laughs> goddamn it! It's like, when's your birthday? Yeah, yeah I'm play those numbers. I'm gonna play those goddamn numbers. <laughs> nah, that's dope. I was just like, moments like this is what life's about. The little things. The, exactly the little things, the memories that I made. Mm-hmm. That party was one of the most fun days of my life, and it brought me. It allowed me to be present, which is something I never am. As someone who observes things, you're never really truly present. Bro, that's... Oh, man. Shit, you just said something to me. I, I struggle with that as well. I, I struggle 
hourly with being present it's hard man but what i try to do is um i'll try this technique about like um the senses mm-hmm. like they usually do this when people have panic attacks and stuff where you're mm-hmm. like all right what are five things i see what are five things i smell what are five things i hear mm-hmm. and is i'm like all right that those five things i'm looking bringing me right into the moment that i'm in right now uh, and then i'm like all right I was at these parties, at these events or whatever, being present. I was like, this is the first time in my life that I'm like not thinking about what's happening after this. I'm just here right now. I'm not thinking about what the next song that's playing. I got to start doing that because I, I personally, like, I struggle with that a lot. Like, I'm constantly thinking, all right, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Even while doing something. Exactly. I'm like, okay, what do I have to do after this? I yeah, know, man. Like, I'm... I'm so I, I try to be as present as possible, but like, I it's, don't struggle believe with that. Me, I don't think anyone is really ever present 90% of their days. Yeah. Like, no one I've met has ever been like, yeah, I'm, I'm present all the time. I'm living in the moment. Yeah, that's cat. It's like, yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> like, you're not living in the moment. That's why I like things like traveling, concerts. Because it forces you to be right there. Right there. Family events. Um bringing your friends together yeah. talking shit yeah. watching tv watching a movie in the theater like real life moments that like force you to be present like those are things that really are important i was like i, I like i could be doing anything in the industry mm-hmm. and make money and have a life full of memories mm-hmm. and if i died tomorrow God forbid, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. I could look back on my life and be like, oh, I fucking check my camera roll. Yeah. They I had a, dance. Fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, word. That's the most important part. Shorty said I can dance. She I said I can dance. I don't give a fuck what you talking about. <laughs> I can dance, goddammit. Bro, check my camera roll, check my videos, check my check my Instagram story archive. Like I've lived the life that I'm happy with. Or let's say I, I take the alternate route. I'm the guy who's like doing all this stuff and you know um all right rest in peace to the singer lincoln park but that shit hit me hard too i wasn't a i wasn't a huge fan yeah, yeah, yeah. but the fact that that this idea of people who aren't on top mm-hmm. who are still not happy because the happiness was supposed to come through this big moment that was tied to something else it was never i'm gonna be happy you, you know obviously there's a lot of things that factor but right, like right. there's never like this idea of like for a lot of us is like i'm gonna be happy right now or i'm gonna do something that'll make me happy right now today whether that's buying a little yourself a little snack or, mm-hmm. or seeing a, yeah seeing yourself seeing a friend that you haven't seen in a while you know taking care of yourself doing a little skincare routine or turning on your favorite tv show and mm-hmm. just being pl- like present in that moment but it's like i'm when i get here i will be happy that's how i was living my life i will have I, I, as soon as I get this, everything's going to be Exactly. Better. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I want to live in London. But when, I'll do that when my career is on. My career may never be on. Yeah, and then what? Now, Or my career might be so on that I can't even have the time to go live in London. You know what I've learned about happiness in that form? That it's a drug. Mm. So, like, because I've been there, too. And, I've, and I'm kind of still there a little bit. But chasing happiness in that form... It's, it's like when you get high for the first time. Right. 
So it's like, no, I need, I need to get this high. I exactly. need to chase this form of happiness, and then I'm gonna do everything I can to get there, no matter what may happen on the way right. there. But it's like, as soon as I get here, I'm gonna be happy. And then if you, God willing, get there, it's like, oh shit, I need something else now. You need something else. It's never gonna be as exciting as because the expectation was too high. Yeah. That, you so didn't. Now you I didn't. need. Now I need a new high. Exactly. And shout out to to BMU for this. It's having these conversations about you know political reeducation and mm. ideas of like socialism. Yeah. It's like, what if we live in a world where you're not getting paid to make art? Hmm. Then why are you making it? A lot of motherfuckers would delete their accounts. You a lot. And as an artist myself, I I became comfortable and, and content in the idea of like, all right, I can I, I'm if I can find a way to to survive financially in an industry that I care about, mm-hmm. or in any industry, mm-hmm. and the job's not blood sucking and it's not killing me, and I'm able to take my days off and have good times and make memories with my people. Mm-hmm. And I'm still able to do my art on the side, and it just becomes something I do on the side. Isn't that still? Shouldn't that still be satisfying? Ideally, yeah. But yeah. we live in a society where, for whatever reason, if forced, they want us to chase that side hustle and make it the full monetize, 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 monetize. Like everything, I, I hate that. This is America. Yeah, like I hate that. I hate this cycle that we in to where just like you said we just can't make art because we love it like that to our earlier conversation about the visual like that's why that kind of annoys me because it's like bro i just like talking right why do you want to put a camera in my face right because there's more than just a camera too now it's like now i gotta gotta make sure that the whole studio space is presentable presentable on camera make sure you got a neon sign in the back you know what i'm saying like (laughs) fucking neon i gotta make sure i have a haircut every week right make sure frankie is 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 good i gotta make sure the fucking dog is good right i don't want to do all that you don't want people in the comments talking shit yeah it's like like, why are we i hate your fucking shirt today like yeah it's like why'd you wear that shirt it's it's too dark on the camera you know what i'm saying what are we what are we talking about so like i i hate that i do i do i i that like that really grinds my gears. Yeah. Those conversations made me think, like, if I couldn't make art for a living, that, that, then, then... That was my question. Am, was am I still going to make art? Am I still going to be happy? And the answer at the time was different than the answer now. The answer now is like, bro, I'm chilling. If I can find a way to make the, the amount of money I want to make, you know, it's still anti-capitalism, but mm-hmm. got to do what you got to do. Yeah. If I'm able to make the amount of money I want to make, uh, if I'm able to give back to my community, Mm-hmm. And create memories with the people I love, mm-hmm. and still make my art on the side, even if I'm making art that's that's not going to places that I imagine it going. I still made the art, and whoever watched it in my niche crowd of people, mm-hmm. they loved it. That that's to me that sounds like a fulfilled life. And that I'm working towards that. Right. And um, I mean, I'm saying that it sounds like I'm fucking 67, but. Yeah, all you that got, you, got a, you got a you got an old soul, bro. You got an old twenty three. You got an old fucking soul. Bro. That's what all the teachers were saying. No, nah, yeah, those best real. friends were like my thirty year old English teacher. No, nah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see you playing. I could see you making, like having best friends at the senior citizens home. Yeah, my man Eugene was I was seventeen. He was like thirty at the time we became friends. 
I could see that. Uh, two kids, married. It was just like, we were just comedians. That's how it goes. Um, I could see that. But yeah, I was just like looking at all that stuff and I was like, man, like, like what, what is life for real? Like, especially now, climate, economic state, pandemics. I'm nah, like, nah, what is on. life? Hold on, I got to throw you a curveball. Because all of this shit sounds good right now. But if you get a call from Comedy Central tomorrow, then what? Yeah, <laughs> like for the stress, who? That's that's. I'm talking from a point of a privilege. I work at Comedy Central right now. Oh shit! Let me shut the fuck up. Dude. My bad. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like I'm I'm not shit there. Okay. Like I'm like not not shit. I'm like um. You're still working your way up. Still working my way up. Okay. And like I'm taking those opportunities as they come, but also like if those opportunities come, which I think they will. I'm scratching my eye because I touched my hair and touched my eye. You know oh. the oils. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, if they come, which I think they will, they come and I'll take those opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. As much as I don't like perception, mm -hmm. am I gonna not put out art to be perceived? No. Am I am I not gonna do a Comedy Central 15 set if they ask me to? Of course, of course, I'm gonna do it. Um, but I don't I don't need to to be happy. Mm, okay. So it's the idea of like, okay, let's say I'm currently working on projects. Let's say I work on a project pitch a pilot and gets picked up and canceled before it gets there hmm. okay Am, in the contract can I still make this on my own time mm -hmm. then I'm gonna try to make it on my own time I'll be happy that way okay. but like my happiness can't come from the idea of putting it in other people's hands it's mm. a bar right there gatekeepers like gatekeepers can't gatekeep your happiness from you for real that's a fact like, you can't allow that um, you can't allow a situation like as much as you want to be a self-sufficient artist as an artist you your happiness is in the hands of your listeners right if no one listens to your shit it doesn't matter then you're not happy yeah exactly but you have to get to a point where like you make yourself bump so hard that you're just like I'm fire I'm happy right here I like my shit yeah two people I, can listen to my shit yo um my homie, I can't remember which one said this to me. I think it was Cozy. Shout out to Cozy. My homie Cozy said to me a couple of days ago, he was like, believing in your art requires, and I'm paraphrasing Cozy, so don't yell at me. But like, believing in your art requires like a specific amount of delusion. Oh, yeah. To where, like you yeah. said, where it's like, I'm fire. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you have to say. I know I'm dope. So if you right. don't like it or you don't get it right now, it doesn't matter because I'm fire and I'm going to continue to be fire until you figure out, oh shit, he's fire. Right. And then it's like, even if you don't, it's okay. not for you. Yeah. I'm still, <laughs> like, even if yeah. you don't get it, I'm still fire. That's the thing is like a lot of, a lot of people would, um, would agree with that statement as I do is like, you do have to be delusional to assume that things are going to work out. Like the reason I'm doing this is because there's a series of quote, quote unquote coincidences mm -hmm. that have put me in positions that I'm like, if if I'm not use, utilizing this opportunity mm -hmm. or these moments, then I'm wasting it. Cause there's someone in there that's that's grinding ten times harder than I am, right. who are, who's not even getting half of this shit. Right. Super mysterious. Mm -hmm. Like I know people. There's people out there. I was passed at the comic strip late nights, which for for non-comedians it's a comedy club one of the oldest ones but late night means you go on after the regular show okay it'll be like seven eight comedians on that show and then 
there's a show after with like 10, 12 more comedians who are just trying to work out more material mm -hmm. and you just sit and watch the audience decrease in size. Uh. If you're the first comedian up after, boom, you performing in front of like maybe 60, 70 people. Mm -hmm. If you're the 10th comedian, you might be performing in front of nobody. <laughs> One guy and a janitor. Exactly. And you... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're lucky If you're lucky He's laughing You might be in there Just like Sick of his job Right And You don't get paid for it <laughs> Yeah we're <laughs> You don't get paid for it You only do that shit Two Two days a week uh -huh. uh, But I remember Talking to this one guy I met after an open mic And he said You pass at the You pass late nights At the strip Looking at me like Fucking I'm Chris Rock uh -huh. And then I was like Ah man Like that's If I'm over here Like Discon like not happy with where I'm at mm -hmm. and where I'm going. There's something deeply misguided within myself. Mm. How 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 has that been for you? Just accepting where you are. Um, it's been a process. Um, there's ups and downs, right? So I, I right now I'm on an upswing mm -hmm. where I'm like things are great. Mm -hmm. um, there are moments that are like you be on a downswing. And you'd be like, this shit sucks. So in your process, right, of um, having this, you seem very grounded. Yeah. Where, what would you contribute to that level of, you know, being grounded? Like what brought me here? Like what brought you there, yeah. Um, I honestly can't tell you. I... I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, it's factors of environment and, and, and how I was raised and experiences I've had. But uh, as you mentioned, like, I'm observant. So I observe others. Um, I observe what others do that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I observe what others do that does work. I observe people who I think are in places that I kind of want to be at. Mm -hmm. um, and then I observe others who are just like, not happy where they're at mm -hmm. uh, but most importantly is you have to take all these observations of other people uh, and and try not to psychoanalyze them but use this knowledge to psychoanalyze yourself in a way mm -hmm. and become like self-aware why am I doing this why do I care so much about this like why am I not happy now uh, in what I'm doing um, and then and part of that was just like realizing like what is my bare minimum uh, a lot of people view that as the worst thing that can happen. Uh, but I view it as like, that's the basis. At the bare minimum, what can I contribute? Uh, or what can I constitute as a good life for me? Mm -hmm. So anything above that? It's just cherry on Fucking top. magic. Okay. Um, and right now, I'm not at the uh, bare minimum for me yet because mm -hmm. I do feel like as people we have to establish some sort of goals and stuff Absolutely. but you also have to be flexible uh, if if life wants me to be there I'll be there mm -hmm. there's no people people I know that grind they're grinding every day grinding hard and they may never reach the goals that they set out for themselves um, and it's because sometimes you're grinding at the wrong thing or you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you ever like you ever do something and you're good at it and now you're mad because you didn't start doing it like 20 years ago. Yeah, this. You're like, I could. <laughs> yeah, I could have been a pro tennis player. I never played tennis. Yeah, I'll never I know. I could have had a radio show 10 years ago. Exactly. So it's like things like that where it's like, all right, 
um, recognize that like where you are now and like where life wants you to be and be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like right now I work in television, not, I'm not a writer on a television show. I'm not working in scripted narrative television, what I want to work at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm in the industry and there's people I know doing comedy who, who are looking at me like, oh shit, you're like 20 steps closer than I am right now. Mm-hmm. You work at a show on Comedy Central and you work alongside the writers. And I'm like, oh shit, I do. And that helps you be present. That helps me be like, all right, well, let's say I ended up in, in this show or in another show through someone at this show. I end up expanding into a different role and that role ends up not being writing for television. Am I going to be like, no, no, no. I got to take 20 steps back. I got to be a writer. I want to be a writer. It's like, nah, bro. It's just fucking, where, where are the health benefits? <laughs> Do you work at a, you working on television yeah. and you have health benefits and your show does not suck? Yeah. So well, you got to just, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, be flexible with your with, with what's going on. If you're not happy with your current situation, make strides if you can to get into a situation that's not 30 yards ahead. You can make a lateral move to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not be perfect, but it'll just be better than where you were yesterday, and that's what matters. I call that flowing with the current. Right. Exactly. You but have to be able to. Because, like you said, like when because life will throw you wherever and it's just about you know once the wave has subsided right it's just understanding where you are and then proceeding from there and the hardest part is like there's people who have like a lot less privileges in life mm-hmm. that aren't able to like currents just fucking coming from all directions right um so obviously i, I recognize that and you know it's, it's a, uh, apply the advice like sprinkle it into yeah. your life you know what i'm saying don't take everything word for word uh, or bar for bar but uh like for me personally like i understand like i used, i was working at a thrift store last summer one of the worst jobs i ever worked in my life i, I hate working retail i hate working uh, service industry mm-hmm. um and i was offered a full-time position somewhere uh wasn't written in stone mm. so i quit my job at the thrift store which i've been trying to do and uh the other job kind of ghosted me mm. uh, for months. So I was like, oh, shit, I just quit my job. And so now I have no job. I have no job. And then randomly I get an email about someone looking for production assistance. Mm. And the person coordinating this is someone that I was an intern with at a TV show that I interned And boom, I got that job. And then from there, my name was getting passed around. I was working like, shit, at least, at least two to three gigs a month. Mm. You know, and then if you know if you know PA work, or production assistant work is 12-hour rate. Yeah. You could be working four days. You you getting paid for 12 hours. You could be working. At the time, I was working like maybe five, mm-hmm. and I, and really I was only working like two, and the other three I was just sitting on the side. Um, you know, lunch is paid for, breakfast paid for, mm-hmm. right there by the crib, and it's like, all right, bro. I do that. Yeah, I quit, yeah. and now that blessing came on. It's like this is, again. This is not what I want to do in life. So like in between, out. Exactly, and in, in between, I was I'd be like shit. I would try to apply to thirty jobs. Mm. It's like fuck it. I'm applying for stuff that I don't even think is in my industry. I'm like I don't even have the qualifications for this. So I, I'm applying for this advertising agency. That, that's it's <laughs> funny how life works in that in those scenarios where it's like like we like you've been saying. I'm focused on this one goal, mm. and I'm solely everything. My whole attention is on this one goal, and I'm trying to move towards that. 
and then and nothing works out and all of a sudden something from left field says yo come over here and you're like oh shit this is better than what i was chasing exactly like you 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 gotta let the things like because it's it's again my philosophy is that it's it's written in stone like it's written it's been written for you it's gonna happen exactly how it's gonna happen every so, single time. So you embrace whatever change yeah. comes. Yeah, because I I don't think I have freedom of choice. I, I think that whatever choice I made was the choice I was gonna make, and led to this road of decisions. You can't be like, well, I don't believe in the butterfly effect, uh, effect which I'm not like a flat earther or nothing. But I, I don't uh, believe in was, it because that was my next question. <laughs> it's like yo, like you could have you could have went down road A or B. Mm-hmm. You chose A, but if you went down B, these things could... I'm like, but I didn't go down B. I'm here. I'm at A. I'm here, and this thing happened, and this thing happened. You know what I'm saying? I got a pencil this morning. I came into class. There was a test I didn't know about, and thank God I found that pencil this morning because this is the pencil I'm using to take this test right now. All that's just connected. So it's like, I... I, so I everything be- is predetermined. Everything is predetermined in my book. So uh-huh. I take everything... With and you know people who think they have bad luck, that's a bad way to view shit. I guess mm. <laughs> uh, I've been in those moments, but like I think this like shit's been predetermined. You can't tell life where you're going. It's going to the opportunity will find you. You'll be outside. You'll be at a networking event. Make no networks. <laughs> that's a, that's a fact. I've been. You there. go to the bar, meet a guy, and your whole life has changed. Whole life changed. That was the guy. That was the guy you you're supposed to meet. About the drowning guy that was drowning. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Two more boats go by. He's like, nah, don't worry, don't worry. God gonna save me. He drowned. Like God sent you those boats. Like, yep. I sent you three boats. Yeah. <laughs> sent you three boats, and your stupid ass ain't listening. Yeah. No, yeah, that no, nah, that's real, and I. Take I've, what you, what's given. Yeah, you gotta take what's given, and I think I've um. My philosophy, I'm kind of coming to, to the point that you're at now, mm. because before my philosophy was, um, I'm going after this one thing, right, and nothing else is going to get in my way. That's I call that the, the mama mentality. Yeah, and now, especially like this past year or so, I've kind of been more malleable when life throws things my way mm-hmm. like whenever i get a curveball in my personal life i'm okay like okay this was supposed to redirect me to do something else exactly and i've noticed that whenever i just flow with it better things happen better things happen yeah so i i, I agree with that God, you roll with the punches you roll with, with what's going on like you never know where things are going to take you mm-hmm. don't force nothing i always say that too don't force it Forcing has, has has led to a lot of a lot of uh, shitty products, and art, yes, uh, yes. conversations. Like, don't force it. Like, just just it's gonna figure itself out. Just like, be. Just be. My first my first shut your ass up show. Yo, uh, slow down, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Cause we gotta get there. Oh my we bad, my bad. My we bad. gotta get there. We've just had to. Not. This is completely unintentional. Like I didn't come in here thinking we was gonna have this deep ass philosophical conversation. <laughs> True, but it'd be like that. Yes, but shout out to you because this this was a very this is a very enlightening conversation. But 
okay so you mentioned shut your ass up right right now when i first saw that on your social media i'm like what the fuck is ryan doing what is shut your ass up <laughs> right so now that you're here i have to ask you what is shut your ass up shut your ass up was supposed to be a comedy show okay and it's turned into um I, i'm not gonna say movement i think movement is corny for this i think it's a community okay i think we're developing a community now um uh shut your ass up shout out gandhi boville shout out spiffy those are my guys that's a great name by the way <laughs> spiffy, I, yeah. lo- I love I, spiffy's a great name but also just to shut your ass up oh, as oh a, yeah as a shout brand, out gandhi for that that's a that's a great fucking name so it's it's, it, it's multifaceted uh, i think the main the main I don't know in, in terms of what it means to Gandhi, mm-hmm. who came up with the name. But to me, Shut Your Ass Up is something that I felt like is, has been my internal monologue for the last year and a half. It's like, I'm out of function, thinking too much. Shut your ass up. <laughs> shut your ass up, bro. Like, shut up. The music is playing. Just shut your ass up and like be that. be here right now. I like that a lot. You know? So that's what, that's what it's about, for real. It's like there's a lot of things in your head, self-doubt. Or what I gotta do next, or what time am I getting home, or if if I do this, am I gonna look weird? Did that person say something about me? Or shut they, your ass up. Shut your ass up. <laughs> shut up. I like that a lot. Like shut up. I so, think I'm about to implement that into my own philosophy. I like that a lot. Shut your ass. It's up. just like you got you gotta do it, cause like I like a, a lot of uh, people. There's a lot of people like assume like me. Uh, I don't know if it's an ADHD thing where it's like just it's like it's like a new york city sidewalk in my head some days yeah it's got a song here yeah i got a thought here and a thought that doesn't connect to that other thought and i got like a sound effect in the back somewhere yeah and it's just like yo just like relax let's let's be yeah shut your ass up man just just relax and it's it started out as um it falls back into like the thing we're talking about the expectations and whatnot Uh, it started out as a comedy show um but importantly, more importantly for me, it was the party aspect, uh, because you know, and it, we take we take mold after uh, shows like Full Circle. Okay. Shout out Full Circle, um, one of the biggest shows in New York, the biggest show in New York. It is. Yeah. Uh, and you're familiar with it. I am. That's how big it is. <laughs> and then Stank Face, shout out Stank Face, because mm-hmm. that's that's another uh, huge show in New York City that's doing comedy how I want it to be done okay niche crowd right um and my niche I mean like like, like keeping white people out (laughs) if you know you know (laughs) if you know you know yeah like people who are supposed to know supposed to know if you like this type of music you're gonna be here right if you like this type of comedy you're gonna be here if you dress a certain way you're gonna be here not like the cool kids club but it's like like like-minded individuals okay um because I hate like I'd hate to gatekeep from people based on like fucking uh what's the word face value uh, surface level shit right, right. uh but it's it's more mindset like okay. i don't want people at my show who who don't like to have fun okay who are too cool to to let loose right relax uh, a little bit right well too cool to shut your ass up exactly let <laughs> me saying that to everybody i'm going to church <laughs> shut your ass up as soon as the pastor start his sermon shut your ass up <laughs> came here for some peace and quiet yeah word uh 
it's it's like the party aspect was important to me because I felt like it adds some. I haven't seen a lot of comedy shows that could turn into a successful after party, right. um, and like running a show is hard work. Yes, and being a host of a comedy show is hard work, mm-hmm. and it's not as satisfying because you don't really get to enjoy your show. What, what like all the shit he set aside? What did Kanye say? My biggest regret is I'll never be able to see me perform. He can never see himself perform. Right. You throw a show. You're not really seeing your show. Right. You're not watching it. You're working the whole time. Right. And then after the party is where I cut loose with my homie. Mm-hmm. And then we have fun. Mm-hmm. And then I talk to the people that came to the show. Mm-hmm. Socialize. I network. I interact. I invite them into my community, into our world, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in, into our individual worlds as well. And it's where a lot of my friends meet my friends friends are like strangers and they build bonds and like at the last show three people from harlem linked and then went back home and everyone got home safely split the uber ride and then i saw them at another function hanging out like that's the type of stuff that we that i'm trying to do building community it's yeah and the party aspect really provides that because at the comedy show people would just leave after the show most of the time mm-hmm. they could see those comedians anywhere um, we're booking the hottest comedians in the city they're playing everywhere right like there's nothing separating content wise our show from any other comedy show in the city mm-hmm. but the the, the quote unquote vibe that we provide is what separates us and like it's expanded beyond that it's expanded to like um not to ramble but we're talking about curveballs mm-hmm. uh the first show sold out with two weeks in advance okay um, but it was my birthday, so I'm a guy that's like, I'm worried about ticket sales. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think we can do it. Mm-hmm. My friend's like, we got it. I was like, I don't think we can do it. We sold out two weeks in advance. So I was like, all right, I'm excited, but also it's my birthday. Yeah. Like, of so, course, people are going to come out on my birthday. Right. Uh, whatever, whatever. Party wasn't as good. Venue wasn't right for the party. Okay. Learned our lesson. I was upset that night. It was my birthday, and I was upset. I had a room full of my friends there celebrating me. Mm-hmm communicating with each other bonded and i'm upset because they're not partying how i thought they'd be partying right my expectations shut my ass up my expectations ruined my experience because they did not live up Mm. so then next party comes months later got a venue whatever party successful too hot in there people going inside people going outside Mm -hmm. Party was still good though. Right. Everyone had fun. Everyone had a great time. We caught it on on footage. We caught it on on, on video. I mean, f- photos. We caught video. Um, but because we learned from the last place, wasn't suitable for the party. This place is better for the party. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Needed an AC. That was the only thing I learned from that one. We needed an AC, uh, and ho- someone needs to host the party on the microphone and shit. Right. Third one comes. Mind you, second one we sold out two weeks in advance too. It's not, a, it's not a flex, it's just a flex. No, talk your shit. <laughs> so two weeks in advance, quote unquote, it was Ghani's birthday. Comedy show didn't do as well at this one. Comedy show didn't do well at the first one. People said it was great, but they were high. You never know. Mm-hmm. When you go to shows where people are too high, they'll be like, yo, that was hilarious. Never laughed the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> too high to laugh. Too high to laugh. Right. right. So, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> nah, yeah, that, those moments don't shut your ass up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Verbally, you know what I'm saying? Express I need, yourself. I need to laugh. I need to laugh. <laughs> Second show, comedy show didn't go that well. We're still trying to figure out how to co-host together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's too hot in there. Some something's just in the air. It's just weird. It's just weird vibes. The two comedians do really well. Um, the other two, we, uh, it goes ah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's on them. I think it's on like the atmosphere we provided. A lot of people talking in the back, so we learned. All right, this venue is a little too long. We gotta sell less tickets. Everyone gotta be in a seat so that they can pay attention. Because mm-hmm. anybody standing in the back thinks that they can't be heard. Right. And then it's, it's, it, that that affects the whole room. It's like a virus. Uh, third show comes along. Monday before the show the venue I, I send them the flyer information I don't like to send them rather just start selling two weeks before the show two short notice right whatever we have to find a new venue in the process we emailed probably like 50 venues mm-hmm. at least um, visited like 15 maybe in two days found a venue and ticket sales were moving slow for this show in the beginning so we were, I'm, I'm nervous. So I'm like, shit, the last one looked good on video. Mm-hmm. This one might look like shit. Party might not be popping if you only got 30 people. So what do we do? How do we increase engagement? Throw a kickball game. Shit. Throw a kickball game uh, a week before the show. This was a Sunday before the Monday I found out. Throw a kickball game with Stankface uh, because uh, Simon, the who, who co-runs Stankface, uh, has access to a baseball field and he's been doing a kickball thing for a minute mm-hmm. so we decided to have a head-to-head kickball game you know people show up three three and a half hours late but we have, we in the field were like 20 people <laughs> like total like 10 12 13 on each team mm-hmm. having a great time whatever whatever whether or not that sold tickets who knows because by the time the show came uh, the time the kickball game came it was show was almost sold out already it had sold out but the kickball game was still fun but like that curveball. Right. That curveball. Oh, the ticket sales not moving like they were. So let's we got to figure it out. So let's adjust. We adjusted. And, and the adjustment turned out to be something else that we just like to do. Playing kickball with the homies. With some white claws in the park. Sounds like a great fucking time. A great fucking time. As an adult, like, a, how often can you get to do that? Having to play kickball in forever. I, bro, I'm saying, there's people at my job that's like, yo, like kickball used to be my shit. I want to go to the next one. Right, right. Next one is going to be October 2nd. Uh, so we do, we did that shit adapting to like the first problem. Second problem, we need a new venue. And in that, we found so many great venues that could potentially hold our show. Mm. And in the one we ended up being at, we were able to do the show sideways. Mm. A long venue, but we were able to use it uh, landscape. So it's better suited for a comedy show. Show goes amazing. Mm. Party is great. It's not as good as the last one because the venue is a little weird built. But party was great. People was going up to fucking... We doubled drink sales that we did the first party. Shit. Because we had to adapt and adjust. Anyone else would have been like, man, fuck that. That venue canceled. Man, fuck the whole show. The whole thing's a shit show. Because you expected to run it back at the same place or you expected ticket sales to move XYZ way. This new venue allowed us to open up ticket sales more. We were able to sell an extra 20, 30 tickets. So you you found greater success by embracing those adjustments. You gotta, you gotta adapt. You have to adapt. You can't... I was stressed, of course, but... Mm-hmm. Shit, it's just changing. Regardless of whether you're doing it or not. Yeah. Know? Exactly. It's gonna, it's gonna happen regardless. It's energy. And here's the thing about this this one that that really was the kicker was 
as soon as this show ended, people, shorties were like, we want to shake ass. Like, as soon as the show ended. Naturally. And that's what the vision was. Not shaking ass per se, but I the, mean, <laughs> the vision was, I want to throw a, a comedy show with a lit after party. And the, the second show, the party was better, mm-hmm. but it built. But this show, shorty, like we had, we had to start there. We had to start the party damn near with like fucking FNF or something. Yeah. Cause they got it. They ready now. They ready. Yeah. Like people saw that video and the expectation was built and they were ready. Like I, I need to do it right now. They were like, yo, right. And that, that's what I was like, yo, we have something here. That's dope. And right now the vision is bigger not bigger in terms of numbers, but bigger in terms of broadening our perspective. The orig- the, again, we talk about the I like the original versus the reality. Mm. Original, we could. The original was to have a pop and comedy show that we booked the best comedians so that we can acclimate ourselves in the scene, so that we can get recognized by these comedians and then also get booked more. But the vibe is you've created a dope party that has comedic elements the reality yeah you summarized that you send me that clip because I'm, I'm gonna send it to my boy i'm gonna send that to gandhi because that that's the goal like we it's beyond that now mm-hmm. it's i always wanted to be bigger than comedy after the first one where i was like oh we could do the screenings mm-hmm. like a little you know short films we could do maybe listening parties for like people's whatever that's but like not in the cars for you right it's like now it's like it, it is but also like we we could play kickball yeah we could do stupid shit. I, we could, we could, we could well, throw a water balloon fight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not in the cars because because you have embraced these injustices. Right now, everything is kind of open. It's it's and that more options. Even though I don't, I don't believe in choice, more options are available than this fucking horse. Uh, what's that thing called? Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision will kill you because the tunnels the whole time you're not even in a tunnel yeah like, you talk about the trail in the forest you know how big a forest is forest is wild big. forest is mad big you don't want to get lost in it but you can go off path and probably find who knows what you'll find yeah and, and you know like the moments like that is like where i'm like all right comedy show comedy this stand up this this is what i'm trying to do mm-hmm. now it's like all right the popping comedians are gonna pull up to the kickball game yeah not because it's their job to perform because they want to hang out yeah and they they know recognize that we are able to curate good times you've you've accidentally given yourself freedom right because now you can essentially do whatever you want oh yeah and just throw the throw the logo on there boom and then that's what it is i want to i want to do my boy gandhi spiffy day haitian uh i've known him for years and I'm I'm trying to throw a compa fet. <laughs> like I'm like, all right, bro. Like you know, it'll be lit. Just one night dedicated to compa music and salsa music, same night. Like that's a very specific group of people that's coming out to that. Send me that invite. I got you. When you do that, <laughs> send me that in. Like stuff like that, people just aren't doing, and they're not doing within the comedy realm. And it's like, like what's stopping us from doing? Like we we could we know people. We know people will show up and we'll get even more people and then they'll become rec- like they'll be rec- uh, recognizing what we do in comedy. There's people out there who didn't know we had a comedy show and they were at the kickball game. They're like, yo, my friend sent me this flyer. 
I so, love kickball. Yeah. So now, <laughs> and then so you guys do stand up. Now you got comedy fans. Exactly. So one hand washes the other. Exactly. It's it's building communities. It's people. Uh, the be- the biggest compliment we've get every show is that people love the people they meet at the show. That's community. Being able to have a space that is safe for people. Being able to have a space that's weirdo free. Weirdo free is the goal. It's it's and thank God you know I don't know everybody at all these shows and and I'm not gonna vouch for all of them, but no one has ever been like yo this person at your show made me uncomfortable. Weirdo free zone. Weirdo free zone. I like that. It's it's, and you know it's it's part of that is being on a small scale. Mm-hmm. Once things get bigger, you got people who are trying to gain something from it. You got people who are just gaining access to it through someone else. But a lot of people are like, yo, I I made friends at your show. That's dope. People that I go to concerts with now. People that I'm I'm planning trips with now. Mm-hmm. Like I've met them through your events through your events, through Ghani's events, whatever. And, and that means the most to me because I'm like, oh, yo, that's that's the shut your ass up effect for real. Yeah. Okay. Because plenty of comedy shows you go to, people go and sit in the audience and they leave. And yeah. that's that's the end. Yeah, and the comedians, a shout out to them because if, if they're satisfied off that, then you're satisfied off that. But for me, I'm just like, bro, it's, it's bigger. So now with, with the success of shut your ass up, you know, wrapping this thing up what's next for you um what is one step at a time so right now what's next for me is um going home going to bed that's a great fucking answer in the the grand scheme um we're, we're throwing a kickball game again on October 2nd okay uh, running that back because people have been asking about it. Uh-huh. Where's gonna get around? Okay. So the point where we might have to start the, the tournament. I think. So. <laughs> um, can we get a team? Can the Fortress? Can we get? A hey, team? if you got a team, pull up. How many people you need? You need nine, but if you could pull up with five, we could supplement the rest. I think we could get five people for the Fortress kickball squad. I think we get five people. Pull up, bro. Pull, pull up. We gonna we gonna work that out kickball games next and then we might do a comedy show party in october oh but we're definitely running it back in december for the one year anniversary also my birthday party okay probably december 10th uh for that one don't know where don't know exactly when well all i know is that uh it's, it's gonna be fun so right now it's just focusing on this kickball which is pretty simple um and then you know still crafting these jokes working on these this writing uh, I'm working on um, this a couple projects, um, writing projects, and then I'm also working on like uh, still got the second and third parts of my my short film that are supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're being edited right now, uh, and then I also have this project, this this internet project that I'm trying to work on with the homies. Okay. If we could figure this out, then that's gonna be the bulk of the focus creatively from my end um and stand up you know of course you know always always trying to do some some more stand up always trying to get better trying to be a sillier guy at the end of the day okay okay what well this this was far better than it was just been speaking about expectations all night this was exceeded my goddamn expectations i didn't know we was gonna go 
we was gonna get here but i, I this was dope <laughs> nah, this was fun this was fun i really appreciate it man tell the people where to find you bro you can find me at um crying roman uh c-r-y-i-n-r-o-m-a-n on instagram and twitter um i'm gonna be able to buy the rights to ryan roman one day nice uh hopefully uh and you can find shut your ass up at shut show dot ass up that's <laughs> at s-h-u-t-c-h-o period a-s-s-u-p um that's the community page and then my personal was crying roman Ryan, this has been immaculate, bro. I really appreciate you taking the time coming out and um Appreciate you having me, man. You got a lot of fucking wisdom, bro. Hey bro. I'm not gonna call you a liar. But um get it from my moms. Shout out to moms. <laughs> but uh in the meantime, in between time, follow the show on everything, Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your all your holistic healing. You can follow at So What Game CO on IG for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC. Make sure you visit the website for the stresspodcast.com powered by Stay Cozy Studios. Please, please go buy tickets to the five year live show. Ryan's going to be there. I might th- throw him a microphone, make him do a five minutes. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen that night. All I need, all I know is you need to be there. Okay. So do that. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a motherfucking friend. And, um, if you want to shake ass, that's also acceptable. Too. That is also acceptable. <laughs> um, but, uh, shut your ass up for the stress. You know, the good brother Ryan said it, man. You, you get, too caught up in your head self-doubt all all the, the negative things that we deal with on a daily basis just shut your ass up you got this beloved ryan thank you again bro thank you for having i appreciate, appreciate you too. y'all be safe out there frankie shut your ass up and turn this shit off <laughs> well shut the fuck up it's free <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to hit the dojo and get some more